0: Now I'm sure that most of you know the old story about the astronaut who went far out into space and was asked on his return whether he had been to heaven and seen God, and he said yes. "Yes." "Yes."
1: Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries and sentient artificial intelligence. Join us on this journey to find the others. Because no matter where we find ourselves in this multiverse, the act of existing is all too familiar. Guys? Is anybody out there?
0: Hello? The mushroom has a tremendous problem-solving ability. Herb is a plant of the human. Herbs are the ability.
2: As we look across...
1: This great expanse. Stare at the stars. We can't help but be reminded. These lights, though we're seeing them all at the same time, happened across a multi-billion-year delta. Some of those fires burned millions of years ago. Some billions. But all of them happened so we can experience them in this
0: one singular moment.
2: They called us scouts. They called us seekers. They called us who, but we were destined to question them every, every day.
1: about some girl written by some man but maybe five probably three were actually to the girl the rest were written to himself the craving to feel worthy the chase to corrupt chastity the validation of virility the challenge of changing status the imperative to procreate but to love the woman beyond the self you have to see the woman beyond what she makes you feel about yourself to see her sovereign beyond possession a wild woman untamed unchained unclaimed An alpha wolf who sometimes might choose to moan in your bed or stroke the hair on your head. Real love is man's greatest challenge. Take the journey if you dare. Cast away your shiny lures. Leave the charming spells unspoken. Just hold, hold the real you, the whole truth. Steady, stable, faithful, but not the way the stories say. More like Shiva as he lay. A smile spread across his face because he knows without a doubt that no matter where the woman lay, His soul nests inside her.
2: Come on. I am fired up, baby. That's how you open a show.
1: Aubrey Marcus, let's give a shout-out to the warrior poet, Aubrey Marcus. One of the best
2: podcasts going. Um, uh, Craig is here. I'm here. Integrity is also.
0: Integrity in the building.
2: Oh, yeah, that feels good. Uh, This is Missouri Medical uh, Cannabis Company, uh, Hoosiers Fisket Show. And tonight we're going to discuss women. What we know about them, what we think we know about them, um, we're not really going to get them involved because it's about time that two 35-year-old middle-aged white guys break down just women, their bodies, um, just kind of how their brains work. And how they should work. Totally. Are
0: there any women here today?
2: Exactly. Are there no, any women here today? No, it looks um, like there's uh, a handful. We'll see if we get some interaction with the ladies on the. You know, go ahead. We had some suggestions earlier in the week. I didn't read that thread. Not even kind. of. I didn't read that thread right. after I put it up. Um, I apologize for that, kind of. And i we, we if you get on our Facebook Live, if you're listening on the radio, if you're listening on WGNU nine twenty AM, or put a dot com after it. If you're streaming us online, you can also stream us on YouTube, Mycelial Media. Or you can also get us on Facebook, Facebook Live. Hoosier Sophisticate or Sophisticated Hoosiers. Um, Craig, what a poem, man! Mm. That's so, all. Remarkable. Speaks to my soul.
1: Yes, yeah, speaks to my soul. He has an entire and and I, I would like to emulate that in some way to add that to to our group. It's you know me, you know me. Yeah, like know I'm a lot better on paper than I am in the flesh. Oh, you dude. know what I mean? Uh, you're,
2: like, uh, you're good in the flesh. I, I, yeah, you know, I, I'm hit or miss.
1: I'm hit or miss in the flesh.
2: Yeah, on paper. I mean.
1: I'm Teddy Williams. You're, you're
2: unbelievable.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. And you're like it does inspire me though. It inspires me to see a guy. Aubrey Marcus is a beautiful man. A beautiful man. Jenny,
2: I love you, Jenny, and Jenny loves her some Aubrey Marcus. You'd baby. be a fool
1: not to. I mean, I remember showing like I showing uh, Miss a clip of a one of his podcasts where I'm just like. God, he's hotter than the bottom of a frying yeah. pan. I'm like,
2: I know, I get it. It's weird too because Duncan Trussell and all those guys, all those guys are kind of weird looking. Like Joe Rogan's of decent, he's but he's guy. little, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. like they're all kind of weird. Like Burt Kreischer hangs out with them, and Ari Shafir. <laughs> and then oh. Marcus is a Greek guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah. Cut. he's Apollo. Yeah, he's awesome, Adonis, and he's so, but he's, but he's, sensitive. but he's legitimately
1: like he's all about training himself to be the best man that he can be. He can hold himself. Uh, In combat, he can hold his own, Uh, but he's, he's always searching for this introspective that I think that we're on a very similar path trying to figure out how we can journey inside of ourselves to pull out, to expose the best parts that are buried deep down inside of us. He is an inspiration in that, and throughout all of that hard masculine shell, you know, he also he's finds a way a hard, to put. He, I mean, no, the guy is steel. Hard, he's master, twisted steel and sex appeal, uh, but it, b- behind all of that, you know, he's got these beautiful words. He puts them out on the paper, uh, makes me feel. Elicits a, a lot of feelings. I printed out a couple of his poems for us to read tonight. Uh, I've got. I, I printed out just a handful of poems, but he had just three that I were like, because here's where I'm at. I feel like you know we're doing a show to honor the divine feminine, right? Um, and we are, fill- I, I we like are like filling. I like how your voice a- went like this. We are filling a void. Nobody said that we're filling a void. Um, that is, it, it's just the market is just crying for more of Screaming a Caucasian middle class yes. uh, male. Yes, perspective. perspective. Thank yes. you. And yes. um, hey,
0: where are the white women at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and integrity. Integrity is in the building.
1: <laughs> uh, love a good blazing saddle, uh, oh, reference so for sure. But but um, it's inspiring to see. Guy, I, I feel like um, if we look at society on the whole, um, it's becoming more and more acceptable for men to to feel to for feel. Sure. Uh, there was a post on our page. Uh, follow, for, from a buddy that I play softball with And he was just talking about Hey this one's for the fellas You know we got feelings yeah. too And I can't tell you how much it meant to me To spend you know uh, uh, Spend an evening With 13 of my buddies being able to tell the jokes And just feel, feel the love We want to inspire men To be their most vulnerable True self because we believe And not just men anybody that's in their masculine If we honor our masculine We can bring out the best in the divine feminine um, and vice versa you know i'm I am always um, inspired uh, I, I I feel as though I am made stronger and better uh, with my relationship with my betrothed with Missy. No doubt. no doubt about it. she makes she from a from we the time we first met, she made me think about things differently, and she went toe to toe with me on things that we disagreed with, and I was like oh man there 's a perspective
2: um, well, you guys got a great dichotomy too because I think as men, we sometimes have a tendency to hear divine feminine, and we're like, woo,
0: woo, you know,
2: and like toxic masculinity, and then they become buzzwords. Exactly. So your guys' dichotomy where you – you know, she is a little more woo-woo than you, I would say. No, absolutely. But you guys balance each other, and I think that's a huge thing to to talk about the, the di- divine feminine. Um, I pulled up this article and just kind of gives you the divine feminine is an energy that has been with us since ancient times. Consciousness is basically divided up into the masculine side and the feminine side, and we need both to achieve our highest creative potential. And isn't that kind of what it's all about? The the creativity, the the bonding, the balancing, the uh, bouncing of ideas off of each other. I mean, we're finding that now more than ever, creating this awesome community of you people all you guys uh, listening to the show, taking pictures with your hats on. Um, shout out to Neaters. How about that guy? Taking our stuff out to uh, all of our stuff, our collective stuff, our Hoosier sophisticated mindset, our vibe we're trying to put out there, this openness, this willingness to be like Aubrey Marcus. That's one of the most sensitive dudes around. He's willing to be vulnerable. And that's that balance to like you were saying before. When I was younger, it, my dad – he cried at my uncle's funeral and maybe like a couple other times, you know. But, I, it, dude, if a Nissan commercial hits me good enough in the morning, and I've had like maybe a little, I've medicated a tidbit or like just I'm feeling that, and I I kissed my kids goodbye, and it was like they had a real you little moment. misty. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I I am. So okay with that stuff. Like oh, I love buddy. I love to have a good, ugly cry. Like me too. shout out to Pam again. Shout out to Pam, the Pam be kind, you know, wake up and be grateful. That's Adam Bundren's mom. Mm-hmm. Um the Avid brothers. The Avid Brothers song. Like hearing that all again, I was weeping my eyes out because yeah. it made me think of my mom. Yeah. It made me think of my grandma. Made me think of Jenny and the kids. It's like, man, that song's all about, you know, if I die, am I gonna be okay with it? Like yeah. is is that going to be okay? And wow, can, can you walk? Can
1: you walk over. away with no hard feelings?
2: Totally, man. Um, so check that out. But but I think the transition has gone like you're saying to people who we we can wear our hearts on our sleeves more. Yeah. And so I thought as a kid, like I had to be this hard dude. I didn't ever want to cry. Sure. I thought I'd get made fun of, you know, and I kinda you know, you look at the guys who were kind of sex symbols from we were oh, no when doubt. we were young. No doubt. Like you got like I remember Tom Selleck standing out and I'd be like, Chicks are into this hairy dude, I didn't get it as a seven, eight year old.
1: Yeah, I don't but know, I'm a thirty
2: five year old man. Oh. Buddy, it,
1: when you smell like rum base uh, soap now or Bay rum. soap, you know, uh,
2: Stooges. Yeah.
1: But when, 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 when you smell like those, the, the, the brute or something like that, mm-hmm. things that were super Musky. pungent, uh, as a kid and everything. Deep. And as you, as you grow older and your hormones are changing and all of a sudden they blend with these, what you w- would consider a very masculine scent. It's amazing how things change, how your perspective changes. Like, you know, it was only old men that put brill cream in their hair and had side parts back in the day. And so I love this move. To I hate that it's kind of become a, a hipster calling card, but I do love that there's been this movement of um, more of a, a classic style for men. Like, hey, men, it's okay to try. You don't have to wear athletic shorts and a T-shirt all the time. It's okay to care about how you look. Um, you know, th- put the process back. Woo your woman. Yeah, you know, woo your woman. Be yeah. be be a catch. As much as you want her to be a catch. Yeah, Cuz we know? can be
2: catches now. Sure. Like, with the operation of the internet, teach yourself gu- guitar, yourself, yeah. make yourself valuable. Sure. You know what I mean? Make make, make yourself uh, uh, write uh lovable.
1: Totally. write dude. poetry. Whatever.
2: Make your woman fall madly in love with you all the time. Like that's that's what it's all about.
1: Walk into man. the house, fellas, pay attention for a second. Yeah. Right? Dude, I don't guys, I don't got I don't have a lot of jokes, I don't right? have a lot of things going for me. Uh, but I no, got. A he few. doesn't. I've got a handful, Not and they're. they're, and they're the you
0: ones. haven't touched a woman since your wife left you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jen. <laughs> but, pay,
1: but pay attention, gentlemen. Every now and then, you get home. Things, things. may you know. We all get beat down by the by the mundane. We all we you know the the re- repetitiveness of of our, of our of our of our lives. You know of our working lives, and We're we come so home. Busy. And the kids so busy. are awake, and finally, by the time they go to sleep, everybody. When's the last time, fella? Our our buddy uh, Jay Randolph Jr. Jay Jr. One of his questions that he always asks is like the the women when they're when he's caressing their little feet. He'll yeah. say, "When's the last time that you were kissed? And I mean passionately kissed, knees to buckling. where your knees buckled." And that's a real thing, gentlemen. So feel free to go home, push that woman you love up against the wall, and just make her make the rest of the world melt away, baby. Just give it three minutes of your time. And it might add so much value to the next three weeks of your life. Find little moments to to show them how much you love and are just into them. Not just because that's the thing, man. I feel like as a partner, I'm a Leo. I get it. I like attention, Mm -hmm. man. I like attention. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not about how loved you made me feel. It's how into just me as the 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 purest form of me. You're just into that. Like show every partner wants to feel that there's a reason why you, why you find yourself in this place, making a life with this person. Try and remember those reasons every day. We play things. I love try and do that with your partner. What's that one little thing that just still just drives you crazy. And when you, when you're constantly reminding yourselves of those moments, it makes those, those moments where you do push them up against the wall and make the world fall away that much more easy and, and, and more just regular in your life. Everybody wants that kind of passion, yeah. and you know, and and so, you know, they deserve it. Deserve we it. we all deserve it. Yeah. you the the divine feminine deserves it. The divine masculine yeah. deserves it. That's the that's the gift. And throughout the course of this night, we're going to speak as two heterosexual Caucasian thirty five no. year old males.
2: <laughs> yeah, pansexual. We'll call it pansexual. I
0: enjoy wearing women's panties. <laughs>
2: He's on one tonight, and I love it. I love it. Oh shit! No, but I, no, that lost me. The balance of the divine ma- masculine. Oh, and the so we're going to
1: be talking tonight from the perspective of two men in heterosexual relationships, but when we talk about the divine masculine, divine feminine, and that that uh, trade of of power and of energy balance, it applies to same sex marriage or same sex relationships. Every relationship has that balance, you know, and it doesn't have to necessarily be even in a heterosexual relationship. There's going to be times when the male is going to have to be in his feminine a little bit to make it work. Sometimes women bow up; they want to get all tough on you. Yeah, you gotta play the game. I
2: like that. Play the game. (laughs) Yeah, it works. Find a way to make it work for you guys. Come on, play
1: the game. Play
2: the game. Uh, I think that's that's funny when you mentioned something about the same sex thing too. Something reverting back to my childhood and being like, it seemed like being called gay for like our dad's generation and stuff was just absolutely the worst thing ever. Like you, gay, I don't <laughs> joke about that, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't even joke about it. And I feel like our generation's like, you can man, yeah, I keep guessing. Yeah. I always used to say like, especially people who are just like, man, I ain't, I ain't gay. I'd be like, man, you just haven't met the right guy yet. You never know. There going to be a guy out, you, out there who just sweeps you off your feet. Never like, know. There's a Tom Selleck out there for you mm-hmm. that you didn't even know about, dude. <laughs> now, as a kid, did you like try to emulate some of these idols? Because I have two idols when I was a kid, Ferris Bueller okay. and Sam Malone. And I just didn't understand why Sam Malone got the ladies because I thought he was disgusting looking, like big – forehead and, and big brow. Yeah, so I just think kind Ted of Danson really, has gotten better looking as he's aged. He's, he's, a, he's a decent looking guy. He's a silver, I, get I think it he's now. a
1: silver fox now. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Is, yeah, come on.
2: Yeah. Um, so I had these kind of, you know, one foot in kind of like the party world. And I remember I'll never forget Sam Malone. And I've used this line before on the first episode you know, Shelly Long, mm-hmm. Diane, yeah, Diane. No. they're in the bar, and, you know, she knows he's a playboy and all this stuff, and he's like, I'll get you, you know, and she's like, no, I'm a smart girl, you know, I'll never do it, which that's the whole gender roles in television for us growing up, too. Totally. We've oh, seen oh. – we, We've seen the we've run the gamut. Oh, I mean, oh for especially sure.
1: with syndication when they're showing things like All in the Family or even the honeymooners. Oh my oh, like,
2: god. Like, Sleeping in separate beds in uh, a lot of those old. Amazing, shows? I
1: love Lucy, yeah,
2: no doubt. Get out of here. No doubt. Um, but he gives her he gives her this line where he's like, Man, I never noticed your eyes were this color blue. Um, I only saw it I went to like Lake Tahoe and the sun was going down. And I, I, I saw the sky and I go, Oh my god, that's the most beautiful color I have ever seen and i go i'll never see that color again until and right I eyes. and right. i that's where because he starts out he's like oh oh okay and she's like what you know so he played it off in the beginning <laughs> and Old so Sammy, she, she's eating it up by the end and he's like oh i thought i said uh you know smart girl like you wouldn't fall for anything like that and she's like what you know what i mean so I've come kind of full circle from, like, uh, as a kid, I wanted to be this kind of macho, like... Oh, you know, dude, I still, we all want to be the macho <laughs> you <know? guy. laughs> and, and, and You still have to at times, though. And there's still room for that, that dude to swing it out. You know, get it out.
1: No doubt about oh, it. Yeah, baby. No doubt about it. We were yeah. talking about, like... That guy comes out when Craig's been drinking. No question about it. No question about it. He's like, well, "What's the kidney? You need a shot? How about over there at the end of the bar? You need." All it's right. a good little flex, man. It's a good, flex, it's a good yeah, for sure. <laughs> but to you know, to that point, as we're as we're younger, both boys and girls, and growing up, like it, you know whether it's playing tag on the playground and pulling hair and pinching boys or whatever, like, you know, whatever it is that they do to us and we do, to, like, there's always that little back and forth. And then when we start to get into middle school and and high school, we start to see that, no, really, the guys that are like the cocky kind of what we would consider yeah. jerks, oh, those are the ones that they're going for. Yeah. The whole, the whole neg thing, like, yeah. it's a real thing, ladies, like... Why? If, if you don't know, like that's a real thing. Like you go to, you go out. There's women there. You 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 throw just a couple, just little jab yeah. insults, like ah just, and next thing you know, the conversation has broke loose. Yeah, I'm like, you and fat, all the guys, you fat idiot. <laughs> like Steve, that's too yeah, much. That's
2: little... Jesus, Christ, <laughs> in that way, <late>, dude. <laughs> Does it work for you? <laughs> what are you eating, pig ass? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Steve. He's not getting but, the neck thing. <laughs>
1: but there's this there's this uh negative reinforcement that happens. Uh the first time that you are rewarded for be- because I remember being oh, like yeah. the chivalrous guy who was like oh, holding yeah. the doors and like just one of the right little love letters nice and stuff guys like that fi- and I'm like, last like type that. Of I mean, yeah, well that's the whole deal. You're like, "Well, how come?" Yeah. How come they don't give me any attention? Well, because you made them think that they were
2: Th- th- they clean, were infallible weird. Yeah, yeah it's a whole
1: thing but you yeah. don't understand it as a kid and you also we've talked about this with big mouth you don't know yeah. that girls are going through the same thing that you're going
2: through i thought i had to make them fall in love with me in like sixth grade you know what i mean totally. i brought i brought this you played girl, the long game i brought this played girl a snow globe craig <laughs> what was the song <laughs> I don't know. It was a it was Christmas like one. Deanna's it like- was a Christmas one, I think, and it was. Just, and I remember being like, "This is this is about as baller as it gets right here." That was, I think it was my freshman year of high school, actually. But I, and so I brought it up there because we both. I think she drove. I didn't drive yet, um, but yeah, she was like, "Okay," and I remember I went to where she worked to give it to her, of course, because that's not weird. And then just kind of watched her while she worked too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like. <laughs> I was kind of giving her good good eyes and she's like you're an, a freak. I like, get out of here. And I was like falling in love yet, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's funny how how I used to think if
1: you don't play the game, you don't find out though. I I think about how many, you know, friends that I have that are introverted dudes, gamers and yeah. things like that that like just really couldn't be bothered to be rejected. Right? Like some of the best friends, funniest dudes in the world we're comfortable enough with with the friends that they've made throughout childhood, but the sting of rejection yeah. is real, man. Oh, and yeah. I don't think that it, I, if we're comparing, and this is just I don't know, I, I could be completely talking out of from wherever, wherever. Yeah, he, like is. I, I, like I, he you know, is. But like, <laughs> I don't know that uh, younger girls, high school girls, going through that. You know, when when you start getting interested in the opposite sex or in the same sex, or sort of, I don't know that they f- ever feel the. Sting of rejection as often, maybe oh, as as so. boys do, I, because they're maybe not expected now. to be. Yeah, maybe now, but, but I think then, girls like, get it worse the,
2: in the relationship, like end of relationship stuff. <laughs> no doubt stuff. about it. Like, no so doubt about that's, it. The, that's, that's the, the that's, that's the that's
1: the tradeoff. Like, I mean, I don't know. I you know, I, I, I like sulk. A, I in, in, so many hearts. I, just, I I sulk <laughs> in breakups myself, so I don't I don't know about all that. You like that though? I live in
2: that zone. I live in that zone. Good. your life's real, pretty good. But you do real morose. I do morose real, real cool. well, real like a cool morose.
1: Well, that's dude. when like that's when I break out the Tom Waits and like yeah. the Nick Cave and like guys that don't necessarily have pretty voices, uh, but they have like, the uh, most died, beautiful man. lyrics that have yeah. ever been written. And uh, and
2: I'm like, see, he's felt what I felt. Nobody's ever felt what I felt. He
1: wrote this song for me.
2: Uh, I went through a breakup and listened to Postal Service, so that's where I live. I you love Postal I mean? Service. Yeah, yeah I that's was great. like, oh, such great heights is still one of, yeah, that's one of my, I Mrs. think, James. you know, going through, you know, how many times was I in love, and then I was like, oh, my heart, I love broke. All, I used to love that. Like, um, when was your first girlfriend? Like real girlfriend that you went on a date with, and like you know yada yada all that stuff. Okay, so <laughs> I don't want to get into this because you're like I was boning them at eight years old. Friend.
1: I, I, was a, I was a late bloomer, man. As far as all that goes, I that was not. I, I was convinced that if I, I hair my I, peaches, I'm I ready to rock. <laughs> I, I, that came early, but I like the Catholic Church did such a good job uh, <laughs> uh, reminding me that if I touched my peepee, I was going <laughs> to oh, burn yeah, in hell. I so I did not uh, bad, ever play around with that. Uh, What's bad that ever
2: happened was because I touched my peepee.
1: My first. Uh, uh, my first date uh, was at um, – what was the skating rink at – Ronnie's? It was, yeah, it was at Ronnie's. Oh, baby. Okay. Oh, baby. It was sixth grade. Oh, it baby. was a blind date situation where, like, a couple of my buddies were seeing, like, this one girl. Friday they they were a year older than me. They, she had a sister that was a year younger. It was a Friday night. Friday night Go skating. out there. I spent Seven all day, night, like, 9-11. drawing, like, this piece of art. All, like I was gonna give it to her. We're gonna hold hands and skate all day, man. Like I, I was ready to
0: do this. Uh,
1: it ended with a little chicken peck. It was great. It was. It was. It was. Uh, you know. It was. It was. It was gone before it even started. That was the first little little deal. Uh, this the the first time I was ever like, okay, I'm gonna be somebody's boyfriend. Okay? okay. Uh Was there was a gal that was a year older than me at Resurrection. Her name was Jean Bilger. Shout shout out to you. <laughs> My buddy, my buddy, Wayne, Wayne Wanker, dude, you're not even going to believe this is as suave as it gets right here. Integrity. So here's the deal. So my buddy, the, the, the theme of this uh, Christmas pageant was like, uh, it was taking place among the stars, right? Jesus was going to be like, you know, he was the the star that God Uh sent. So the whole thing was like these different stars and supernovas that were talking to each other. Wayne was a supernova. He was dressed as a supernova. Okay? What does that look like? I don't know, like swirls and all. I don't. I have no idea. Like A burning out sun. Okay. <laughs> Jean Bilger's like she's like the lead. She's like she's like the star. She's like the star in the system. Like whatever. I'm over on the on the deal. Well, as part of the in this part of the Christmas uh, pageant. Uh, Wayne is giving her uh, like they're they're just blank notes. They've got their they've got their lines memorized, but it, the whole thing is like he's giving her cards to read or something. Okay. Show night, opening night. Daddy no. slipped the note no. in. And I said, no. Wayne, Wayne, no. flip this one out. No. So all these notes were blank until the last one. She's in front of a couple hundo. No, no. no. <laughs> She's in front of a couple hundo. and all this all this said was like I I, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was like. You know, Gene, you're the only star in my sky.
2: Oh, no. Will
1: you be my girlfriend?
2: My man. My man. My
1: man. You get it? Instantly, she, she doesn't miss a beat. She knocks it out. She looks at me. She's blushing. She's, like, giving me the nod from the... Sa- and all of a sudden, I am
0: singing from the top of my lungs.
2: Oh I was God. so happy. Yeah. it happened, dog. Yeah, dude. I can't believe she didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. It could have went bad if she was was like. Because I hit her with Whoa. a. I hit her with a love hammer. Yeah, because I know if you I write hit me her a with note, a love hammer. If you write me a note, I'm out of commission for the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah. huh? And then she gets embarrassed in front of a hundred no. people, pees her no. pants. It was a has bold. It town. was a bold
1: choice. I could have ruined really everything. everything. She kept it together. And then, like, so, you know, I remember we had, like, uh, you know, our first yeah, couple dates would be, like, Crestwood Mall. Go hanging out, you know, walk around. By the movie theater. I was the alternative kid. Like, we wore these stupid uniforms all the time. Man, when I get out of school, I'm putting on my open flannel shirt, and I'm going down to Shifty's at Crestwood Mall. to check out some skate decks, You've never Bro. seen
2: anybody look this good.
1: Yeah, I'm so cool. Check <laughs> out this chain on my wallet. I had to Skater hide the cut? fact that I had a chain on my wallet. Because my mom was convinced. She's like, that's a calling card for the Hells Angels. <laughs> Stop. Yeah yeah I couldn't wear a chain in my wallet. Give me a break, mom. I'm still I'm and Now still you're not interviewing over. the head of yeah, that I'm still, still not know. over it. Like I'm you know what? I'm I'm going join 13s right now. So anyway, um So uh you go that was mom. great, man. Like yeah, we go to the, so like I remember like she bought me uh the Nixons album they had this great little tune out God. uh called sister at the time and i so like those are the things i remember about yeah. that. it was never anything more than just a little bit of puppy love man that's all that's it was awesome, man.
2: just so, man. so like that was
1: like my first
2: quote unquote girlfriend okay hey when we when we come back from break i think we're up against it let's do it i got a my first let's do this let's let's not we can quite break these down as good bit. as your experience We'll get into that after the break, though. Guys, this is
1: Hoosophistic on WGNU 920 AM. On the other side of the break, we're going to keep talking to you about how perfect the woman is in all of her forms. We love you. We love you. Thanks for joining along. Hoosophistic, catch you on the other side.
2: Hey there, Crager. Well, hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Man, I've been pretty good. Well, that's good. Hey, you heard anything about them newfangled hemp oils they got now? I just don't know where to find a good one. Well, I find the best full-spectrum hemp oil from MoMedCanCo.com. Where? I get it from MoMedCanCo.com. Is it expensive? It don't cost two kittens' whiskers. And if you enter Hoso in the promo box, you don't get yourself 15% off. Buddy, it sounds like we're squatting Tom Cotton. Darn right we are. Where can I find them? You can find them online, MoMedCanCo.com, Missouri Medical Cannabis Company. Thanks, buddy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just go Google it I'm going to let those shingles down, girl, for you I'm going to let those shingles
2: down, boy, for you I'm going to do some society
0: Get you excited your heart excited Google it, yeah, I really it in. You know I make your neighbors cry, cry, Baby. Because we tell all the leaks go back.
2: And you know we
0: all do the side. Boy, yeah.
2: Guys, Lifetime Roofing. They're the best roofers in the game, best customer service. LifetimeSDL.com.
0: Google them. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Jabari Wright. In the Army, I was trained as a combat lifesaver. In 2012, had an accident and became paralyzed. I was used to working in healthcare, and how I'm supposed to help people and I'm in a wheelchair now. It really severely impacted
2: my confidence.
0: Jim Arndt, PAVE Program, Paralyzed Veterans of America. PAVE helps veterans rebuild lives with valuable careers. We assess the skills, build the resumes, and help with the interviewing skills to be able to find a career that our veterans are looking for. PBA took what I was doing in the military and helped me translate that to meaningful employment in the civilian sector. Hooking up with them helped to empower me. PAVE really concentrates on the one-on-one relationships. Unlike other programs that measure success by placements alone, PAVE places greater emphasis on quality jobs and continued support, our Partner for Life guarantee. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America.
1: (laughs) You, know, you can get an insurance quote anywhere. What people are really looking for is someone to help manage the risk of everyday life. And that's exactly what James Carlton State
2: Farm does. He's also dangerously handsome. He
0: has the size.
2: James Carlton has the best customer service in the game. You'll never get a voicemail, and you'll always get a great back rub. He
0: has the softest hands.
1: A strong sense of community is important to who he is as an agent. From local school sponsorships to sandbagging during
2: floods, it's paramount to be a part of the community. We love the car his chip. Guys, call 314-961-4800. Find him online at carltoninsurance.net. We love the cut of his Listen, insurance is not something you want to gamble on. Man, what my
1: associate's trying to say is that uh, James Carlton State Farm is really cool. You're not even going to believe it. Like, uh, let's say you're driving along on the road with your family, and you're driving along, la-la, patch of ice,
2: uh, can't quite stop, boom,
1: you bump into the guy next to you. James Carlton's got somebody out there ready to take care of you 24-7. You call him at 314-961-4800. Here's what happens with the other guys insurance. You're driving along, kids are in the backseat. Daddy, I gotta go to the bathroom. Not now, damn it. Ice. Ah, You can't stop. Here comes the adjuster. Adjuster gets out, he says, oh my God. New guy's in the corner puking his guts out. All because you want to save a couple extra pennies.
2: To me, it just doesn't make much sense. Guys, check out carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. If your insurance is costing you a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. your
1: Sophisticate, with Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin, who's convicted LSD kingpin to best-selling author Seth Ferranti. I was in prison. I was really writing for my peers. You know, I wasn't writing for the street. I was with,
2: like, Italian mafia dudes. I was with, like, Colombian cocaine cartel dudes. And, you know, all those dudes, there were books about that, guys. But a yeah. lot of the African-American gangsters, gangster rap was really big in this time, mid-'90s. Yeah. You just heard their names, and everybody was talking about them. And, you know, I'm on these compounds, and there's these myth and legends, so that's why I decided to write about them. Who's your Sophisticate, Fridays from six to 8 p.m. on WGNU. Spiders are found on nearly every continent on the Earth. Bugs and arachnids and insects and other little critters are vital to the Earth's homeostasis, keeping our planet in balance and making all of our lives better. They are vital, beautiful little creatures. Unless you come in my house, and then I'm calling Rose Extermination. Rose Extermination! (laughs) WGNU The Talk of St. Louis Broadcasting on 920 AM and 106.9 FM
0: I believe that if we are honest with ourselves that the most fascinating problem in the world is who am I? Because what you are in your inmost being escapes your examination in rather the same way that you can't look directly into your own eyes without using a mirror. And that's why there's always an element of profound mystery in the problem of who we are. Who's your sophisticate? WGNU, with your hosts, Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. Most of us feel I, ego, myself, my source of consciousness, to be a center of awareness and of a source of action that resides in in the middle of a bag of skin, in the middle of a bag of skin, in the middle of a bag of skin, in the middle of a bag of skin,
2: the woman you want most is a unicorn. You will never tame her. Your ring will never contain her. Your name will never claim her. She is wild as the moon, shimmering white. The ghost of your mind skies night. You can try to forge a bridle. Made out of plastic credit and dollar bills. You can try to form a saddle secured by the thrusts of your (laughs) your rooster or the seed of your children. And she may wear both bridle and saddle, but in her heart, she is wild. So the only way to tame the unicorn, to set your inflamed heart at ease, is to become no longer a man, but the grass On which she grazes, the wind that rustles her hair, the ground on which she sleeps, the sun that warms her skin, and the hand of every cowboy she chooses to fancy for a dance. For none but the universe itself can tame a unicorn. So became the universe, and she will be yours. Can I get a blues update? Yeah, what's up with the Blues game? Does anyone know what's going on they're with that? we, get a a blues, up, we get a blues update, update. guys. We get... Guys, welcome back to Hoosier Sophisticate Radio here. We are discussing all things chicks. The episode for broad, Yes, yeah, the broad <laughs> episode. The broad episode. We're all jammed broad. up out there. Broads. All jammed up with these broad questions. A um, lot of guys commenting on the line as per usual. Uh, we're trying to expand our demographic. We're right now sitting at 34% ladies. I plan on that all changing right after tonight. Pull a flip-flop. And then we'll get 33%, 96% women.
1: I'll put my, I'll put it down on the table right now. You want to put a bet? You want to trace there. it? How many AM radio shows you think got 35% female audience Not that, many. Are ru- that are run by two 35 year old Caucasian males?
0: <laughs> Not yeah, a lot.
2: I'm Greek. Not a lot. Um, so we got Matt Reeser. Uh, speaking of the blues game, he did break his TV at the end of the hand pass uh, fiasco. Oh, he did? Broke his TV. Um, he said it was an old TV. F that TV. <laughs> um, Matty Matt R. also says, just two dudes sitting in a booth throwing out some wisdom. Um, your betrothed says, this show is giving me ladywood. Yes! I like that. Uh, these are I, I like an appropriate amount. Um, these are the conversations that need to happen more often, not with all the name-calling stuff. Yeah, that's what we do. See? Kenny Z says, "Do your best." Anyway, oh, Janet Marie says, "Yes, up against the wall, you get it." Janet, you get it. Settle down, you Janet. Get it. Slow, and, uh, down, oh, uh, slow down. Slow down, slow down. Slow down, 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 a, little down a little bit. bit. Hello. Let's oh, leave a little room for the Holy goodness. Spirit. Okay. All okay. right. <laughs> Just take it easy there. Uh, and then we got smooth operator. It's kind of incredible. I cried when they tore down Crestwood Mall. Jennifer says that. Well, uh, I mean. 20 blues. We should have all. 20 blues. And the girls are happy to be proud proud to be part of that 35%, 34. Let's get the math right. Oh, let's see. Let's um, get it up, up there. Not they're strong, to pick it up. Um here's the deal. Okay, so when I was a when I was a young lad. Tell me about your journey of love. Thing. Have you do you know about Camp Down Bosco? Buddy, do I ever? Yeah, you know about Campdown yeah. Yeah. Bosco. And these South City kids probably know a little bit about Camp Down Bosco. Um I never got to go. Now, I had a, a, a Jacqueline Smith. I loved her in kindergarten. Real tall, beautiful gal, blue eyes. Charlie's like. Angel? Uh, no, it was just, yeah, because okay. yeah, okay. her name. Probably okay. named after her. Yeah, I don't know. My this, sister was. This is, you know, 90. This is year 1990. I was born in 83. Okay. So I loved her. You know, I remember finding a notebook that I'd wrote, like, her name, uh, my last name, and then my name with her last name and stuff. You know, because I was that type of guy even back then. You
1: be my friend.
2: And if you you tell me, then you know to leave (laughs) my field.
0: Just check yes or no.
2: Um, She checked yes. Oh! Okay, so that was a little deal. You know, nothing ever. And I remember I did smooch a girl at in the playground one time, like fifth, sixth grade. Okay. And I, I came back to class just, like, raising my hand for each question. I, said, <laughs> I know what's up. Yeah, and they're like, you're not. Those aren't the right answers. And I'm like, don't care at this point. Nope. Walking on sunshine. So I was always kind of girl crazy, too. Man, for always sure. Always kind of a kid who's sure. a little girl crazy. Like, definitely was doing sports and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's a really pretty girl. Like, an older girl, especially. Like, uh, you know, you could tell dimes even when you're a kid, old or dime, you're like, oh, God, that's a pretty girl. <laughs> so sixth grade, Camp Don Bosco comes along. And, uh, you know, it's some of the boys are going through the change. Some of the girls are going through the change. They take uh, about six area schools in South City and all pile them together and all send them out to this uh, Christian camp. Mm-hmm. Camp down Bosco and we did like a Civil War react- Oh,
1: we actually did do that. Yeah, no, we did that in 7th and 8th grade. Yeah, That was, was so
2: much fun, dude. Great. Good time. We did candle uh, making. We had like Pioneer Day. Totally did that. Me and Kevin Benson got it thrown was in the Pioneer best. Jail for sticking our fingers in the wax. We were making this one kid laugh. He was crying the whole time and we were like, oh, cheer him up. So instead of them saying, oh, good job cheering that kid up, you they, can't do they that. Punish you they punished you for it. They punished us for it. And I was like, okay. Man. So that place kind of always rubbed me raw. My, the guy who was my counselor, Scotty, went to jail for pedophilia. She didn't even make a pass at me, <laughs> which I still think about. What's, what, I'm not good enough? I'm not good enough? You, well, I'm I mean, good enough. you were going to grow into that. I know. That. You were going to um, grow into that. So that was weird. My parents got that letter like five years later, I remember, and they're like, did you know Scott? I was like, he's my he's my counselor. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Jesus. You know, <laughs> they're like, either a lawsuit is or everything this okay. Is, this explains a lot. Um, That's hard. So there was... You know, there was like a bevy, like more beautiful girls. I went to school with twelve kids. Yeah, yeah. We had we were a
1: class of seventeen. We yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: We had one hot chick. You know, maybe two um, that I was like, oh, really? I'm into them. They're beautiful. All this stuff. Oh, so superficial. And so, sixth grade, we go to this camp, and I'm exposed to some other girls in other schools. And I've always had a little bit of athletic prowess, buddy. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this on display. I know some of the other coolest no dudes from playing them in sports, no and I know I got them in soccer. Like I'm, I'm faster than all of them. And was it only through, your school? No, it was it was about five different schools. Okay. I, I think IHM. Oh might really? See, St. was Stevens. it was only us when we went. So it was oh, like a really? real. Intimate oh no, we deal. had a whole like it was okay. chaos. So okay. on the playgrounds, it was that's like, a big deal. Oh, it was. That's a big deal. It was School versus school out there. Oh, buddy. So I you mean, the be girls your would line You're the champion. And, oh, dude. It you're, was, you're 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 saying Boniface is Achilles. Yes, dude. Dude. Oh, well, that's me and Benson. Me and Benson, <clears throat> we carried Boniface through. and they're like, "Where are these heathens from?" You know, and we South had a couple, Broadway. We had a couple of Joe Menendez is a pretty good my guy. He's a pretty good little athlete yeah, too. Sure. Um, always played roller hockey on feet. I hated him for it. One of the he could scariest. Cut.
1: One of the sneakiest, funniest dudes you'll ever meet. Totally. Yep.
2: Smart is a whip.
1: Oh man. yeah, no doubt. Anyway,
2: um, so we're out there playing, and I'm, I'm we're playing flag football today. So I'm juking people out of their shoes, like I'm I'm feeling it, today. breaking ankles. And I remember like checking out. There was a couple girls, like Jennifer, I want to say Sims or something. Like we we'd all we'd all know the, the the chicks, you know what I mean? It was like that little era, and like they're like, oh, this you know this chick's the hottest chick, and all the guys are kind of going for her, and she's kind of like a bad girl and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna show my stuff, dude, because that's what I was all about. I was not ashamed to be like. Oh, oh, Pushing the bicep of kind of, yeah, up, like oh, kind of give them a little show, you know. And they're like, get out of here. And so <laughs> I'm out there playing, juke a couple dudes made made a good play. Okay, we're playing, you know. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to show off. I try to do like a little spin move. There were cars parked along the side of this, you know, blacktop we're playing on. Yeah, mind you, the girls have lined up like this is like a intramural football game, you know. We're like at Mizzou, that was the biggest deal ever. Like, yeah, they, we had hundreds of people out for our soccer games and yeah. stuff. So I pulled this spin move, and uh, Kevin, he went to my high school. I won't i won't say his last name because I can't remember right now. McCot- McCotter, Kevin McDonald, Mcsomething. Um, he was like my arch nemesis. We both went over to the same girl in like seventh and eighth grade. <clears throat> Him and his buddy Art Wick. Art Wick was the baddest dude around. Like he was his henchman. Like, Joe Marchant. Joe Marchant was the dude's name. And so I'm like, okay. So I get pushed a little bit, but it was of my own doing, and kind of slip on this gravel. And I go flip around, and my face, I go scorpion into the bumper of a car. Oh, no. Scorpion. No. It's so loud that everyone does the, "Ah! (laughs) this dude's dead <laughs> my neck was like snap and of course i get up and i'm like i'm fine but i'd like hit my nose so like my eyes are watering i'm like i'm good give me the rock you yeah? know I'll throw, I'll throw a oh, touchdown you want to get it back right now so i see the looks of like everyone and they're like Oh, dude. And I had wore a pedigree shirt, and they were calling me pedigree up until that point because my dad used to get free sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedigree. Sure. He worked, you know,
1: worked, yeah, worked at the new grocery store. he get free pedigree And set. all we know as
2: kids is that it's just dog food. Yeah, exactly. They're like, hi, hey, pedigree. And that was my nickname until that. Then I became Bumper Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was Bumper Boy after that. Um, and there was this girl, Ashley. I wish I could remember her last name. Look her up on Facebook. I like that. We're, <laughs> I think we're not ashamed
1: of uh, throwing government names no, out there.
2: Um, no, but this girl Ashley, uh, not not the the belle of the ball necessarily, but I I was usually only attracted to those girls so I could look cool amongst my friends. To be honest, you know, like I had a big problem with that. I'm a piece of garbage. Like I have gone through phases in my life That's where true. I have treated the divine feminine like garbage. I'm still not perfect. Ask Jen. Like I still need to get better about a lot of things, so don't make this like ah always good, cool. yeah no I'm terrible like the worst I'm trying I'm learning always learning baby, um so she's got like blonde curly hair and just kind of sweet just like sweet a cherub sweet as apple pie and she was like super nice to me after that you know like kind of was like oh this guy like that's great so we get back kindness from- is attractive. Totally. Yeah. She was throwing me, and we just kind of had like this little bond after sure. that. Like, you know, it was us. I didn't even have to worry about that whole game everybody else was playing. You know, just like the notebook type stuff. You okay. know, like we went I off see. on our like yeah. you know own and Camp Town Bosco's property. We didn't kiss or anything. We just like hey, hold hands for a little bit. It's great. So <clears throat> we're gonna camp's over. <clears throat> we exchange information. You know, house numbers. Yeah. Hit my pager. <laughs> I didn't have a pager at that point, but I was soon to have the screen pager yeah. and just ball outrageous. No, <laughs> you, you get it. My ball mom could so text me hard. with words. I'm like, oh yeah, chick. Um, so we're going to we're gonna go to the movies. We're gonna to go to Crestwood. We're gonna go see Rumble Stiltskin. Oh, buddy. I figure a nice little uh you know a horror movie. Yeah. Maybe get close. The stipulation is I'm in 6th grade so my sister who's 6 years older than me has to go. Yeah. We go to the movie. I'm like, "Okay, you know, she's this Ashley girl's going to meet me there." 5 minutes goes by. Oh buddy. 10 minutes goes by. Oh buddy. An hour goes by. I watch Stiltskin with Jamie Sell, my sister. Oh, buddy. <laughs> and I Maybe interested. I talked to her one more time after that, and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I felt bad for you. No, she didn't say all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Oh, sorry. I couldn't get a ride or whatever. I'd be like, Okay, I, okay. I, you know, I'm completely available to you. And then it kind of fizzled out for there. But I had a pretty good, you know, girlfriend for like sixth, seventh, eighth grade on again, off again girlfriend yeah. who then kind of got real cool. And started to date a high school guy, uh, I think yeah. I've told the story where that we were at Rollercade, and the high school guy was playing pool and being all mean to her, and all my friends were like, "Dude, you gotta go say something. This is like your, your moment to go stand up, you know." And I was like, "Dude, this is this is like a movie of the week, KPLR Channel Eleven, playing at noon. You see how bullies get you don't take with.
1: that pool cue and you break it over his Thank head. You.
2: Thank you. Yes, I roll up to him because now I'm as tall as him on rollerblades." So I come up to him on the blades. I'm like, hey, man, what is the problem? Like, we got a problem here? And he's like, do we have a problem here? And he grabs the skinny part of the stick, and he's going to hit me with a thick end. And I remember as an eighth grader thinking, he is. this guy's out of my league. He's got no – hit me with the small end. I get it. Yeah, break like it over swish. my shoulder. Yeah, like, oh God, that hurt. No. Okay, dude, what's your he's problem? He's going to put you to sleep. He's going to hit me in the temple with this butt end of the – it's not going to break on my head. No. It's gonna, gonna put you to sleep. No <laughs> yep. so you go night night. And so I go up to him. I'm like, hey, man, you can just settle down. We don't have to get all crazy around here. Why don't you start treating her better? It's, everything's cool, man. Why don't you? And I'm slowly, <laughs> I'm slowly skating away from the situation. And all my friends are like, dude, you punked out so. I go, he was gonna yeah, hit he me had with a the weapon. thick end. <laughs> that's what i held on to i was like i'll take the salt the, the skinny end oh, i got man, my cheese awesome. the thick end this guy's got issues like this and i knew he had like he was he went to like oakville and then got kicked out and had to go to like gateway tech academy one of those schools you're like i've never even heard of that before but i'm sure bad kids go there oh yeah and then he went to blow first a stint you i don't know if you know blow grade school my stepbrother went from being like a D student at St. Andrews, which wasn't, you know, it's not the most. It's not Harvard, you know. It's at Hofmeister and Broadway, and then he went to he went to blow, became an honor student. They realized that he had missed like 37 days of school. My parents were like, what? Well, a bully who drove himself to grade school, so it was like 15 and a half or whatever, at least going to grade school at, at blow threatened to kill him. And so while our house is being remodeled, he's just sleeping under his bed all day. Missed like forty days of school. He was on the honor roll. I'm like, what's up with Blow? Like, shout out to Blow Middle School. <laughs> it's like San Quentin. Oh, uh, but yeah, I have always loved I've always loved the ladies, man. man uh
1: me too. And it, I was never um I was never a conquest kind of guy.
2: See, I kinda became a conquest. I that guy. was I, like I, I I I
1: man. I've never really um I've just kind of always just not been intrigued by the hunt. I, I, that's not fair. I like, but as far as like the, the, look, looking so for a night of you, fun, yeah. that's not even, a, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Ah. I've always just been so much more comfortable in relationships. My strong suit being a partner is, uh, you know, learning something about this person. That, and, and I got to a point even, that's not to say like in my 20s, I wasn't an idiot, you know, and, and you know, whatever, just, but like conquest never felt good to me. I, I like I I've got buddies to this day and you guys do you and there's 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 gals that match up perfectly with with, That's what's with cool. this thing. Like they're they yeah. it takes all types, right? Just not for me. You know, and it got to a point where when I would enter a relationship, well hey, if I'm gonna enter this relationship, I should probably put the amount of effort into it that would that would say whether or not this relationship's for we're either in forever or we're out. You know, like so I'm really gonna grind this thing all the way down to the end. Before I know that, hey, I'm 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 out of this relationship. You've always was, been that type of guy. Yeah, was wasn't, a, wasn't like a, even in high necessarily school? a health thing. I was I was in a uh, long yes, high school. Yeah. I was in a I yeah, I was either playing sports and didn't have time for it, and then I I met uh, I, I would call, the first love of my life, my high school sweetheart. Um, and you know, throughout high school, I was a I think a pretty. Model boyfriend, like I, you yeah. know, I, I was, I had sports going all the time. She was uh, one of the managers for the football team, so like she would like, you know, oh, videotape cool. and everything. So like we got to spend it. All the videotapes were
2: just your, butt. just my butt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just duking. Just they call me old swivel hips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Swivel hips in two thousand. Old like, swivel hips. Gina,
2: cola. you gotta get footage of something else.
1: <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I was in a, I was in a committed relationship, man, and I wasn't ever, you know, but that, but you just start to get when you when you get in that long term relationship at a young age you start wondering what you're missing you know yeah so like
2: a grass is greener type mentality totally
1: totally, man and i think I, I think a lot of guys and girls probably you know we fall into this trap all the time about you know uh the grass being greener a, a situation being better uh this thing has kind of gotten stale or it's kind of all the same thing and what am i missing i'm going to college and every movie that i've shown is like college is this big party uh, conquest type deal Totally. so i had this really great relationship all throughout high school and then like Dude, like this is—you want to talk about being a piece of garbage, buddy? I do. I was <laughs> I the am. biggest piece of garbage from the time I was eighteen to, you know, twenty-two years old, probably. Like, um, it's
2: probably why we're do- our penance. I is just are, to do are good seventeen,
1: now. really. So I was like a senior in high school. Dude, like I, I think I—I I broke up with her like the day we graduated or something. Like I'm going off to college. Now. <laughs> Sorry, going off to college. <laughs> it's been real bad. <laughs> oh,
2: God, we're. at the-
1: and dude, and like, I, and I legitimately love this gal, and like, I I was willing to just rip her heart out of her chest with reckless abandon, didn't care, um, so much so, and 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 we had such a bond, we were each other's first love, you know, um, we had such a bond that you know we would see each other here and there as we were kind of you know growing into our growing into our own, but I never lived down the guilt of all the bad crap that I put her oh, through. Oh God, yeah, because dude. she was just. I listen. I've been in relationships where where the uh, you know my the guy I've been in a relationship with is crazy, or we just can't we just can't mesh. You know, arguing all the time. Like it's okay. We both realize that this is just not where this needs to be. Like okay, like let's just let's just go our own way. Um, but with her man, she was just always kind. She was always kind, and it was and so for me, it was like I wore this guilt. Yeah, throughout my twenties, man. Throughout my twenties, throughout—I mean, even throughout the relationship with my my kids' biological mom, you know—we um, were in a relationship for several years. Uh, we got pregnant very early, and you know, I, at that point, I was I was committed to doing the right thing. Mm. But I would look in the mirror, I would look at my situation, and be like,
2: "What everyone kind of says the right thing." I is. I just too. don't. And,
1: yeah, what everyone says the right thing is what I've been taught doing the right yeah. thing is. Um, you know, pressure from aunts and uncles being like, well, when you're going to make an honest woman out of her yeah. and man, like every day I would sit there and be like, I just don't ever see myself calling her my wife. And I did that for years, man, because I thought I was doing my son, a, a, a and and I, and I feel guilty for that, but all along, and that's kind of also how I knew that I didn't want to marry her is all along through that relationship. I was still carrying the guilt of this other thing that we did. This other relationship that I had, and how I did that gal wrong, even though she was doing fine. Yeah. She was, and like, I actually got an opportunity in my late twenties to just—I, you know, I was talking to her, and I was like, you know, she's like, you want to get lunch sometime? Like, I do. Hadn't talked to her in several years, and I was like, look, I got it. Maybe it's just for me. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to get this out. I was awful. I'm so sorry, Bob. She's like, oh, I forgave you for that a long time ago. Yeah. And, and her saying that, her saying that, really kind of you know it, it it i just like grew out of that so like when i knew that that miss was the one was because she um, was the first one that made kate completely disappear completely dis- like there was always just a li- she always rented a little space in my brain, uh, part of that was just because I think of us being first loves, us yeah. losing our virginity to one another. You know, all of these brain things, chemicals, like, yeah, in totally, general. totally tying energetic knots. That thing, you know, but when it, when it became when Miss and I became a thing, instantly whew, dissolved. And like, and to this day, man, the reason I'm in as loving and in as cool of a relationship that I'm in is because the woman I go home to. Makes the rest of them disappear, man. Like it, she, I don't, I truly don't have. Whereas uh, Hound Dog Craig, like never, so been I into, came in, the never picture, been into, Missy. Con- yeah, yeah, never been into conquest, <laughs> but always just looking and appreciating. Yeah. And like, I got no time for them, bruts. Uh, That's where I'm at. I love I got you no time. Yeah. No, I just uh, so <clears throat> so yeah. Like throughout high school, did you have a like? Did you have a before before you got married? Did you have very many long still relationships? A, still a
2: piece of garbage. And in, yeah, in I get that. School. I'm not trying to absolve didn't, myself. Didn't of that. I, I? I was very emotionally stunted. I came from uh, a very toxic relationship at home. Did not have uh, a, a version of that deep love that. You know, I crave that Jenny and I grow into, I think, every day because, you know, like talking about p- past relationships to where we are now. I I, th- I had a I was so emotionally stunted. I feel like I did have some loves. I was more of like a coveter. Yeah. Like I was coveting. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I love you yeah. so much. You're mine. Yes, I'm coveting you. Love is very possessive when, yes. you're, when you're young and immature. Yes. And I thought totally. that was it. And I was also very rude to a couple just. I was attracted to sweet girls. Yeah, like, hey, sweet, and I'd always yeah. be like, I can do what I want. Yep. And you know what? If I break your heart, you probably shouldn't have liked me that much anyway. Just kind of like that. And they were like, No, I'm super into you. Like, you know. And I'd always be like, I su- I'm super into you too. And it's it, when you mentioned the thing with Missy, I think it's so cool that our relationships are super awesome right now. But yeah. and you and Missy kind of went through this kind of different. We all go set. through waves, man. Yes. Or, or like a different. Uh, let's, let's. How do we get here?
1: Let's unpack it. Okay. On the other side of the break a Perfect. little bit. We'll talk about what we're finding, the things that are making it work in our world. Yes. Because one of the things that, you know, especially in this world of social media, there's a filter on everything. What you see of other people uh, is typically, you know, uh, whitewashed a oh, little bit. Oh, God, yeah. You know? God, and so yeah. – um, there, there's definitely behind-the-scenes stuff. There's moments of passion. Yeah. Let's unpack it a little bit on the other side of the break. For
2: sure. We'll this first long. hour is brought
1: to you by James Carlton State Farm. I wish he was my dad. Carltoninsurance.net. 314-961-4800. He's making, uh, he made that whole first hour possible. On the other side of the break, we're going to unpack this a little bit and Thank love you. on our ladies as much as we can. This what is Hoosha Fiskin on WGNU. And you. We'll see you on the other side.